Now here's everybody's coming from Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. Yes, yes, yes. It's a summer Friday. It finally feels like a summer Friday. It's nice out. It's four o'clock. It's almost the weekend and you're here hanging with us. Get involved with the show. Call us 412-922-2874 or you can tweet the show at Wes Euler WVU. That's U-H-L-E-R. I am Wesley Euler. I will be your host today. I'll be your director of fun and games. We're going to have some party, some, some fun. It is a block Party Friday. What does that mean? Well, we're going to play music coming back from every break that you would hear at a block party on a Friday during the summertime. If you've got any requests, if you would like to give us your favorite summertime block party song, bonus points if it's a 90s song, but it doesn't have to be a 90s song. Again, that phone number to get involved with the show, 412-922-2874. Speaking of fun and games, Toys R Us has officially closed its doors and to make it official shut down its website but they didn't completely shut down their website they actually left up a page and i won't tell you what it says or what's on there but if you need a good cry today a simple click on toysrus.com should suffice so congratulations if you're between the age of 21 and 35 mid 30s your childhood is probably officially dead There's a new Drake album that came out today on this summer Friday. It's a double album, half rap, half R&B. It's called Scorpion. I have not listened to it yet. I'm not a huge Drake guy. I might give it a spin. But why this is important is, fellas, if you're a single guy out there tonight, this weekend, looking to have some fun, maybe looking to meet some pretty girls, you got to hit the south side or find somewhere with a dance floor this weekend because when the new Drake songs come out, So do all the pretty 20-something, early 30s ladies. The big news that's dominating the sports world today, LeBron James has opted out of his player option with the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're not going to talk too much about that. I'll tell you a little bit in the 5 o'clock hour why I think Pittsburgh should start caring more about basketball and NBA in general, but we'll get into that later on. There was reports out of Los Angeles today that LeBron had, he owns a mansion in L.A., had security cameras being set up at his L.A. home of his Ohio home so that he could be at either house either time and see what was going on in the other house. Do with that information what you will. Like LeBron James, I wanted to opt out of my work responsibilities today for some swim trunks and a corona. More on that story as it develops. June 29th is today's date. Two years ago today was one of the craziest days the hockey world has seen in a long time. Taylor Hall for Adam Larson, straight up. P.K. Subban for Shea Weber. And Steven Stamkos signing his long-term extension. All happened within a half an hour of each other on this day two years ago. Could something crazy like that happen again today? That'd make our lives easier for the next couple hours. But it's already 4 o'clock after 4 o'clock. I'm not really going to hold my breath. You found the Crowley Show where your sister is a big fan, and you should be too. What happened there? 
We are going to have some fun today. As I mentioned, it's a block party Friday. If you want to get involved with the show one more time, you can tweet me at Wes Euler WVU or the phone number to jump on and talk to my man shirtless Tom, 412-922-2874. We're going to get into some penguins here in this hour. We'll have Dan Kangursky from we'll have Dan Kangursky on with us next hour from Pittsburgh Hockey Now to talk a little bit about Jack Johnson and some of the things going on with the Penguins. We had a Penguins-heavy show yesterday. We'll get into some Penguins stuff again today, specifically next segment. But before we talk pucks, uh, this morning was sobering for me. Reading all the details of the attack that happened yesterday at the Capitol Gazette newsroom in Maryland. Five journalists dead, three more injured. It's a rough time in this country to be a journalist right now, to be any member of the media. You, it, it doesn't matter what you do. Brian, Tom, and I aren't journalists, but everybody still gets thrown under that blanket flag of journalist. And, and it's, it's rough more so now than, than ever before. This isn't the first calculated attack we've seen on a newsroom, not even in the past year or two. It, 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 it's we've had multiple incidents similar to this and not just in the United States in Europe as well. Journalists aren't propagators determined to take down your life or your favorite politician's life at all costs. They don't make for make up stories and sources for the most part. Are there examples of this? Sure there are, but there's examples of that in every walk of life. It's, you hear the police officer debate all the time. One police officer does something bad. That doesn't mean all police officers are bad. Just because one electrician comes to your house and does a bad job doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden going to think that all electricians are crooks and are out to steal your money. Just because one teacher inappropriately touches a student doesn't mean you're not going to let your kids go to school because you think every teacher is a pedophile. And this is that those same kind of conversations that journalism and journalists, are they good? Are they bad? For the most part, journalists and media members, they have high education and skill set, but they work a lot more hours and get paid a lot less than their job demands. It's a labor of love. And for some, last Last night, yesterday, during the afternoon, I think it was, that labor of love resulted in their lives being taken because of a story that that newspaper had written seven years ago. What was that story? The gunman, the alleged gunman, I guess we should say, because he hasn't been convicted yet, so technically he's still the alleged gunman, seven years ago pled guilty to harassing a woman on Facebook. And he was still mad in 2018 about that story. So he showed up at the station with a shotgun and killed five people and injured three more. None of those five people even wrote the story. Brian was telling me the guy who wrote the story now lives in Virginia. Yeah, he's in Virginia now. Seven people, sorry, five people are dead because of a story that ran seven years ago because a newspaper wanted to inform its community of a man who had pled guilty to harassment. So where are you at? If you're one of these people who loves to bash the media as, as if we're all one sole entity... You on the side of the psycho? You, you don't want stories about rapists and harassers and 
bad people, criminals in your community, you don't want those reported? You'd rather live in the dark? And, and the most ironic thing about all this to me has been that a lot of these same people who just throw the blanket statement over all media members are just in it for their own personal interest are the same people who will defend police officers. And like I said, it's the same argument. 99% of police officers are the best people you'd ever want to meet in your life, just like 99% of journalists are there to serve their community and because they truly care. And that's the logic that I wish media haters were smart enough to understand. No rational person could possibly be against media or journalism in this country in the year 2018. There's some propaganda, there's some yellow journalism, I'm not denying that, but that, again, every industry in this country, you can find a bad example. And if you're too dumb to differentiate what's legit and what's fake, that's on you. So hopefully that's about as heavy as we'll get for today's yeah. show. Hey, I mean, you almost got to talk about it, man, because we're, we're in a business here where... We deal in opinions. We deal in, and it's something that can trigger people pretty badly. You know, I, I walked I, in the front door this morning without much problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's one of the things. I, I actually worked in Portland uh, for about 15 years, actually. And uh, I was working at a station out there where there was a host who was on the news talk station. He, you know, he was a fiery host. He got some opinions going, stuff like that. He tried to rile people a little. But we had a guy drive through the front door of of the radio station, came right through the damn thing. And we had a receptionist that was sitting right out there, front desk and everything. And luckily, the front desk was a marble desk, like built into the foundation of the floor, so she wasn't killed in this process. Now I'll tell you, she did. She never was able to come back because I she was so traumatized. Can't imagine how you could. And and yeah, not one person blamed her. And and thankfully, the company that I worked for took care of her for a long time after that, good. which was pretty good. Um, but you never know, man. I mean, see, here's the thing: that people get so wrapped up and so personal about the mm -hmm. news. Now I know this story, in essence, was about this guy, but he made it more than it was because he couldn't believe in his own mind that what he was reading was true when in fact it was absolutely he pled guilty true. in the first place right and he wouldn't even cop to that in the end he tried in the court records to say that doesn't matter because you know you're not being fair well no we're reporting the news we talk about things but people need to separate that there's kind of a disconnect when you mm -hmm. see somebody on twitter when you see somebody on tv I think like some people, especially when they have a mental illness like this guy clearly had, that you can you can kind of mix the reality to where like right. this person is so involved in my life. You know, you hear the old cliche, oh, they were talking to me through their TV. They were looking at me. You know, that message was to me, a secret mm -hmm. message. It's just crazy, man. And mental health, I mean, that's a whole nother thing right there. But these are people doing their job. They're people supporting their kids. Yes. They're people supporting their families. They're people who don't go in, and especially on a little paper like that, a paper that's nimble enough to cover your community, and all they have is their reputation. These people aren't out doing hatchet jobs. Like, and I'll admit, some national folks do it. Yeah, they do it. Yeah, the, the these people aren't the uh, the Jake Tappers and the Sean Hannitys, right? right? Exactly. Who are making ten, twenty, thirty million dollars, right? These people are probably making 30, 40 K a year. Yeah, if that, and sometimes they're even having to sell their own ads. And they're working 
Yeah, they're working in, and on the sales side too, yeah. and they're not working forty hour weeks. No chance. Yeah, and they're not getting their weekends and their holidays off. No, they're lucky if they they're, they're lucky if they get under two forty hours a week in a week. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? My first job out of college was in a television newsroom in Clarksburg, West Virginia, and sixty hours a week, weekends, holidays. We worked on Thanksgiving. I mean, you name it. I don't think I think Christmas might have been the only holiday we didn't work. And that's the job because we and, love it. And, we and, like and doing it. My my salary was less than twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean things like that go. You see it all the time, and especially like in our little world here, somebody like Madden takes so much abuse on Twitter. Now I know he he's got a thing where he likes Hard to throw day. out some fire opinions and stuff like that. And he, but people get so damn aggressive. People go after. They just go way too ugly for it, and and it's things that they they don't even realize there's a human on the other end of the Twitter handle or on the other end of the typewriter. See how old I am? I said typewriter on the on the other end of the keyboard. I mean, they just don't realize it sometimes, and people. I think they need to take a step back sometimes and realize, like, look, this is not this is not as a big a deal as you're making it right now. Stop getting so upset and so mad. And this guy clearly worked himself up into a frenzy, into a frenzy. Over six years, he held this grudge. 2011. I mean, dude, uh, I don't know. Uh, Nobody will disagree that this guy is insane. But the thing is, there are a lot of people in this country who, and I'm talking citizens, I don't want to get political or anything, but there are a lot of citizens in this country who do not trust the media, and and who think there's a concerted effort to go after people. Absolutely. And that rolls downhill and eventually some Yahoo, some nut job, believes that. And then he grabs a shotgun and he goes and kills a bunch of humans, not not profile picks, but humans. He goes in and kills them and he thinks it's justified. He kills five people that had nothing to do with what he was angry exactly. about. Exactly. Gerald Fishman, Rob Hassian, John McNamara, Rebecca Smith, and Wendy Winters. It was a sobering morning. I, I consider those people, not colleagues, but I consider those people industry brethren, for lack of a better term. Yeah, people they who are we can relate to. Under the same, we're not journalists. We said that. They're under the same umbrella as us still. Falls under that same category. The media. And media. Mm-hmm. And, and those five people, um, their labor of love ended up costing them their lives because some psycho was still upset about a story that ran seven seven years not seven days seven yeah. years ago and i'm i'm sorry i know listeners like look we're here to do sports and stuff it's this, coming this it's stuff coming. yeah and it is it really is but this stuff hits us hard as like we said media members it hits us hard because you got to think about your day now you got to think about things like that you really do we're we're at a time i mean charlie hebdo was a little bit removed because that's over in france mm-hmm. but it's similar situation and we will get back to the sports but we're passionate about this because yeah. this is what we do guys we, two years i don't think it was even two years ago there was the anchor on live on the six o'clock news in virginia who got shot and killed her and her cameraman live on the news because it was a stalker guy who was upset she wouldn't talk to him right right and i and i'm telling you i and i've said it to adam too and i've said it to a bunch of people off air i'm waiting for the day that this happens to an athlete i really am because yeah. some crazy jackass out there is going to take a loss personally or an interception personally or an own yep. i mean own goal uh, in the world Col- Escobar. 1994 yeah. escobar yep. yeah own goal Mm-hmm. Gets murdered in the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it, it seems like the way we're going, I hope to God it is not the case. But just my heart of hearts, I feel like it's almost an inevitable conclusion the way we're going. 
Folks, that's as heavy as we're yeah, going to get. I sorry. promise. We're going to have some fun on the other side. It is a block party Friday. I'm Wesley Euler. I'm filling in for Adam Crowley. Get your requests in now for the block party music you want to hear every time we come back from break over the next three hours. 412-922-2874. You can also tweet the show at Wes Euler. WVU. On the other side, Dan Kangerski of Pittsburgh Hockey Now joins us. We spent a lot of time yesterday ripping Jack Johnson. Dan wrote what I thought was a very fair article today from the other side. We'll talk about that next right here on The Crowley Show. This is The Adam Crowley Show. Oh, no, 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 no. On ESPN Pittsburgh, the iHeartRadio app. Drums, please. It's summer, summer, summer time, and it finally feels like it. A beautiful Friday here in the Steel City. This is Tom's pick for his Block Party song. As we mentioned, we are doing Block Party Friday songs coming back from break all show. Give us your requests. You can call in 412-922-2874, or you can tweet the show at Wes Euler WVU. We spent a lot of time yesterday talking about some of the offseason decisions the Penguins have made and are rumored to have in the hopper. A big part of that was Jack Johnson and the rumored agreement that the Penguins have. I don't think it's really a rumor at this point. It's it's a it's a pretty pretty widely reported agreement uh, about a contract that the Penguins are going to sign with Jack Johnson here when free agency opens on July 1st. We ripped that a little bit yesterday. Joining us now to talk the other side, I thought he laid out some very good points in an article that he wrote today for Pittsburgh Hockey Now. It's Dan Kingersky. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, jump on with us here. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. So, Dan, just off the top here, before we talk term or length or, or role on the team, any particulars, what do you like just in general about the Penguins adding Jack Johnson? Well, what he does, uh, just from the top, He's going to allow the Penguins to reduce Chris Letang's minutes. You know, if they went bottom-barrel third defenseman, that guy's only going to play, you know, the the 14 minutes that they were slotting for Hunwick or Ruedel. In fact, that's even maybe high. A guy like Jack Johnson can play those 16, 18, even 20 minutes, which allows Letang to play 19, 20 minutes. And we know that Letang is more effective in those uh, reduced Minutes. So right there, uh, they've got a, mi- uh, a minutes eater. Now what Johnson does well is he skates very well. He's got a great first pass, and he's physical. So he fits in well with the Penguin system. You mentioned third line minutes eater, and if that is the case, I, I-, I will be right there cheering on that situation. What worries me is I, I believe Jack Johnson plays the type of game that Mike Sullivan will like. Mike Sullivan will enjoy. What worries me is that it becomes more than that. It becomes more of a role for Jack Johnson, and then all of a sudden, maybe a guy like Olimata, whose development we really saw last season, starts to get hindered a little bit, and his role gets reduced. Do you think there's any chance of that happening? Well, I don't think Olimata is necessarily still developing in that same way you think of a, of a guy at 23 with this much NHL experience. Uh, Olimata is pretty well, you know, baked in. He, you know, he might refine his game a little bit. He certainly had a very good year uh, th- this past one. I don't think that's a, a concern. Jack Johnson, much like Jamie Alexiak, you, you see Alexiak's game, and sometimes it gets too big, and he tries to do too much, and in that process, 
you know, it's um, is when he gets in trouble. I think Jack Johnson suffers from that same sort of sometimes his game is too big, and I think that's what Sergey Gonchar does very well. Is is talks with these guys, simplifies their game, and I think Johnson's going to be a great beneficiary of that. What the thing that I don't like, Dan, about about the rumors is honestly just the length and the term. I for a guy that was scratched the entire playoffs, uh, was it really necessary to give him five years and all that money? What was was there a demanding market on Jack Johnson? I know the free agent market for defensemen this year isn't great, but for a guy coming off the year that he's had, was five years really necessary? Could could they have gotten him on a show and prove me deal, or do you really think the market out there for this guy demanded a five year, sixteen seventeen million dollar contract? Well, first I can tell you it's not a rumor. Uh, Pittsburgh Hockey now was able. Uh, through sources close to the front office, confirm that they, they have agreed in principle. They can't talk money technically sure, sure. until Sunday, but we kind of know, you know, both sides know where they where they stand. Uh, yeah, uh, Bob McKenzie of of TSN put it out there that indeed uh, he thought Johnson would get six million per year because of, of the ridiculously thin free agent market. So the Penguins didn't have to spend that kind of money. They instead gave the term, which I think it might be a better bet on their part. In terms of one of the things that you said in the article that, that I really enjoyed and found interesting, because I always love getting the different perspectives on this, is, is the whole analytics versus the eye test that I'm, I'm sure for you too, Dan, as a hockey writer, it, it feels like it's been a hot-button debate in the hockey community now for, for three, four years, maybe even longer than that. We had on Jesse Marshall on the show yesterday, and he, I'm sure as you know, does a lot of analytically driven things. Where do you come down on analytics versus the eye test? And since the analytics on, on Jack Johnson aren't great, what are maybe some indicators for you that the, the eye test shows different things? Well, you know, it, it's, a, it's a funny thing. and I think, you know, sports writers, me included, are guilty of it and, and fans. We don't get to see a player a lot. We substitute analytics. Now, Jesse does his homework. Uh, you know, he goes above and beyond what uh, most people do, and, and I appreciate his work a great deal. From the eye test, though, there's so much physical skill with Jack Johnson. It's been there since he was drafted third overall back in 2005. To go back and look at um, his usage from the L.A. Kings through the Blue Jackets, he's always been a 23, 24, 25-minute a night guy. That doesn't happen if you're bad at hockey, let's say. And it wasn't until these, you know, let's call it the last uh, season and a half, he began to get on the wrong side of John Tortorella. And that happens to players. You know, Ian Cole was put in the press box here in Pittsburgh for quite a while. So, you know, you definitely can't hold last season against Jack Johnson over everything that happened prior when he played a lot of really good hockey for some very not good offensive teams. And that's so the eye test looked just purely at his, his skills is what I would say. Dan, there's been a lot made about the relationship between Jack and Sid. Do you think there's really anything to that? Or is that just a, a talking point for, for people like myself? You, you mean in terms of Sid lobbying the organization? Or maybe not necessarily him specifically lobbying, lobbying the organization, but that they thought it would be a move that Sid would enjoy, and Jack was interested in playing with Sid. 
sure. I mean, I, I haven't talked to Sid or, or Jack uh, about that, so I'm, you know, kind of guessing a little bit. I want to be clear about that. But, yeah, these guys are really good friends, and by all accounts, they've kept in touch and, and remained very good friends. We included a link earlier this week on the website. Uh, when they were uh, sophomores in at Mar- St. Mary Chatuck High School, they started a bench-clearing brawl on their baseball game. Crosby grabbed the catcher. Johnson went after the pitcher. Uh, these guys are pretty thick. I, don't I wish there was how. video of that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? But, yeah, I think Crosby can't help but enjoy this. And, and maybe that had a little bit to do with Johnson perhaps taking less than was forecasted for him to get in free agency, just coming to a good situation and being with Sid. But, you know, we'll find out, I think, a lot more Sunday afternoon or, or Monday. To transition a little bit away here, Dan, uh, from Jack Johnson, one thing that I haven't heard talked about much is the Penguins' goaltending situation. Do you think that they're just going to go into camp status quo with kind of the same setup that they had last year after they got rid of Anti Niemi, or do you think that there's a chance that they could still be looking maybe to bring in another veteran to be Murray's permanent backup? Well, that question is tied more to trade discussions than it is anything else. Um, I, I, I kind of get the sense just from talking to people the Penguins could go big and yes, they, they would have to find another goaltender or they could just kind of stand pat they don't like the market and in which case you'll see you know Tristan Jari competing for a backup role or or back down to the American Hockey League just to, to keep playing I, I don't know which will happen but I don't think they're going to bring in a veteran goalie or even a Garrett Sparks out of uh, Toronto's minor league system. I don't think they bring in a guy like that without losing one of theirs. And you think that there's any chance they would even consider trading Jari? It seems like they're still really high on his future. I am as well. Um, he's a name that has been floated by some credible people. And let's just maybe leave it at that for right now, that if something big does go down, he's a very valuable chip to a lot of teams who are uh, desperate for goaltending. There, there's nothing credible, you know, in terms of concrete moves right now, but uh, certainly he could be a, a guy that could get a big deal done. Dan, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate you responding to me this morning. Uh, just a stranger reaching out to you, asked you to come on the show. I really appreciate that. Thank you for the time. You can find this article that we were discussing now and all of Dan's work, pittsburghhockeynow.com, and you can get at Dan on Twitter, at the Dan Kingersky. Dan, thank you so much, and have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. Have fun. There he goes, Dan Kingersky from Pittsburgh Hockey Now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we were a little too rough on the Jack Johnson signing yesterday, fellas. I don't know. He laid out some good points. If he really only plays a third-line role, 14 minutes a night, I, I think it could be successful. As we said yesterday, you know, it, Rutherford knows what he's doing. I have no reason to not trust Rutherford. He sees something that us non-hockey folks us see. Even though we, yeah, even though we love the sport, we watch the sport, and we, we love the pens— he sees things that the average person doesn't and the average person on Twitter. And I, I, I have no reason not to trust him yet. Coming up next, we will switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk some World Cup. We're going to make a wager. The three of us in here, the knockout stage of the World Cup starts tomorrow. All three of us have a fun wager on the line. We'll tell you about that next. Also, 
a pretty crazy story involving an accident around the World Cup in Brazil. We will talk about that as well. You can still get involved with the show, 412-922-2874, or tweet us at Wes Euler WVU. I'm Wes Euler, filling in for Adam Crowley. This is The Crowley Show. This is The Adam Crowley Show. Oh, I like him. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. The best goal song in hockey, hands down, right here. I mean, the Buffalo Sabres use this, and it is... Now, not that they have much to celebrate very often, but when they do, it's lit. Like when Jack Eichel... Go back and watch the video of Jack Eichel scoring his first NHL goal at home, and then they hit this song, and that place went nuts. You found the Crowley Show, where... Your sister's a big fan, and you should be, too. I'm Wesley Euler filling in for Adam Crowley. We're rolling along here on a block party Friday. That's the music you're hearing right now. All music that you would like to hear to cook out a block party during the summertime on a Friday or a weekend. Beautiful Friday, especially like one we have here. If you want to give us your requests, you can tweet the show at Wes Euler WVU or give us a call, 412-922-2874. We promised to entertain. Both opening segments the past two days, I've promised to entertain. And this might just be the creme de la creme right here. We're going to do a little thing that we're calling the World Cup Draw of Shame. Here's how it's working. Next Friday, I'm going to be back here with you again on the Crowley Show, filling in for Adam. That is, as I should always mention, if Tom and Brian will have me. If they haven't kicked me out and locked me out of the building by then. Wait a minute. Let's be fair here. The only butt that you have to kiss is mine. Tom has no That's say. True. Yeah. That's so true. Tom That's has no true. say in what happens. Especially when he's wearing a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So the World Cup knockout games start tomorrow. Today's the dead day of the World Cup. Knockout games start tomorrow. Round of 16. You win and you advance. You lose and you go home. The three of us have come up with a little fun wager. We're going to pick teams out of a hat randomly. You'll be able to pick, you'll be able to keep that team, or put it back and draw once more, and then you're absolutely stuck with that second pick. What we're going to do here is, when I come back next Friday, we'll have the payoff. If your team wins, you're safe. You do a little bragging, even. Your team loses, and you're going to have to do something a little shameful. We talked on the show yesterday a little bit about the salt taste good or not. So maybe if you lose, you have to eat a tablespoon full of salt. We'll figure out exactly what the punishment is going to be. But just know that next Friday I'll be back and we're going to pay this off. So should we go should we go youngest on up? How you guys want to do this? Let's let's What's start the youngest with on up? Let's start with producer Tom. He's going to come around he's going to come around the glass here and we're putting all the uh all the names into the hat right now. All right, here we go. So the people can hear shuffling the names, shuffling the draw. All right, Tom. Have at it. All right. I have Team Croatia. The Croatia. All right. One of only three teams that won all three of their opening round games. Let me ask you this. Who are they playing in the first? They play Denmark. Oh, I'm keeping them. Sunday at 2 o'clock. you got to keep them. That's easy That's a great game. Croatia has maybe the best midfield in the World Cup. I always say that. If you watch the game, Modric and Rakitic are the two you're looking for. My favorite players. They're wizards. So you're going to stand pat with Croatia. That's a good game. I'm staying there, yeah. Especially playing Denmark. And that's too. It's not like they're a good team, but they're not a heavy hitter. Right, so it's not like, like I don't think people have a problem pulling for Croatia. It's not so much that I have so much confidence in Croatia. It's just that the Denmark 
arcs. Denmarks? What do you call them? The Danes. The Danes. They're frauds. <laughs> they're classic frauds. Oh, dude, their their team's pretty good this yeah, year. Yeah, they're though. frauds. Are they? They're gonna lose to Croatia. You don't you don't like their just their team is frauds or Danes in general are frauds? Where are you going with this? Yeah, Tom. Uh, the team is frauds. Okay, okay, thank you. Because I was gonna <laughs> say I know some Danes too, in this city right now. I'll get them down here. I'll get them down here right away. Okay, so you're sticking pat with Croatia. That's a good one. Again, Sunday at two o'clock, they play Denmark. All right, that's my team. What, I thought Belgium was the official team of the of the crowd. Well, this yeah. is my team for this first for this leg. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah go I'll Belgium. Then. All right, I'll go next here. I'm gonna hold this above my head so you know I'm not cheating. And I've gotten Japan. Oh. Team Fair Play, who happens to be playing. <laughs> Belgium on Monday, the official team of the Crowley Show. Mm. So this is this is this a crossroads. This, this is a, a crossroads a of, loss. of entertainment versus the smart decision. Because the smart decision is put this back and go again. Belgium is one of the other teams that won all three of their first round games. Their attack is ridiculous. Japan, as we mentioned, kind of the fair play thing, only got through on a technicality because they had less cards, yellow cards, than everybody else. But man, that's a great banter opportunity for if Japan did beat the official team of the Crowley Show. But history has shown that Japan also has a very prolific attack. So, <laughs> no. Oh, no, you didn't. no, you did not. No, you did not. Just no, you didn't. Please, okay. you did not. You did not. You did not just do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, I'm talking what about happened? soccer. What happened? No, I'm talking about soccer. They oh, that's uh, the their mo has always been an offensive okay. style of a team. You know, oh, Tom, Tom, what are you Tom, talking sorry, about? I, was, I misunderstood you. Sorry. What are you talking about? Nothing. Nothing. I'm gonna redraw just for the drama. Tom didn't redraw. I, I I gotta redraw here. Let's let's do it for the drama. All right. Whoa 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 whoa. You don't get to redraw yet. That's unfair to Brian. Oh no, you you're should right. Let Brian you're right. You're you right. There we go. Let's let Brian. You could take call. a team that Brian. Good call. Really good call. Needs. No, I, that, that's what we pay. That's what you're here for, Tom. Still wearing a shirt, but you're doing a good job. It's painted on. Okay. Let's see here. I have. Oh, yeah. Hello, Governor oh, of England! Brits. The Brits! Oh, England! Cheerio! God save the Queen! Chip, chip! Hey, Governor! They play in the Battle of uh, Coffee vs. Tea Tuesday, 2 o'clock. They play Columbia! Oh, we got That's this. That's a good team. England's a good team, but Columbia's a good team as well. Mr. LaMartina, what are we thinking? I... Uh... Wow, you know what? The way England plays there... I could see them losing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold tight. I'm going with the with the Empire. I'd stick the with British that. Empire. That's the right decision. You guys yeah. are two. You guys are two for two. All, All right. right. There you go. So, it, it I mean, so you're that, trading in. Is that the ultimate? No. Like, are we gonna decide no, after that game? Winner takes all. Coffee or tea? I mean, is that? Oh yeah, Colombia. They're known for coffee. Yeah, that's one of that's their. Major oh, what are you? What else do you know him for, that's, Tom? That's mm -hmm. one of their major that's what exports. Thinks about oh, what? Wait, do you Columbia. dabble with other exports from Colombia? I'm just saying, when people think Colombia, they definitely think coffee. I think Sofia Vergara, but to each their own. So Tuesday, two o'clock, Colombia, England. Brian locked in to the three lions. Nice, and it is clean money that this team uses. Just saying. <laughs> the pound. Right? The British yeah. pound? Yeah, uh, it's the euro. Are you going to... Uh, well, it used to be now. Now we're Brexited. So I don't I know what I was just going to say, are you going yeah. to Brexit from the show? Are you going to opt out? From yeah. The <laughs> if they lose, I'm opting out of the UK. I will Brexit them. Brexit them right the heck out of here. All right. I'm, uh, I'm going to pick again. I'm going to pick again. I can't... As much as I would love the banter aspect of Japan possibly taking down the official team of the Crowley show, my heart's telling me yes, but my brain's telling me no. Let's redraw here. Ha 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 ha!
Did you get him again? Argentina! Oh, no. Tom, you got that messy kit for me? Oh, oh no. yeah, you want to borrow it? I have to find it. Oh, Argentina it. plays France tomorrow at 10 a.m., which is a cracking game. And on paper, France might have a better roster than Argentina. But give me the most passionate fan base in soccer. Give me the one of two great soccer players going right now. I've got Argentina against France tomorrow at 10 a.m. So, to recap. Croatia, the Croats. Against Denmark on Sunday. I have got tomorrow Argentina against France, and Mr. Larmatina has England versus Colombia on Tuesday. By so the that- way, a little thing that I just mm-hmm. found out here, the the British might have a little edge here because there was a British tourist that was just stabbed at the Hideout Music Festival in Croatia, so the Brits might be looking for a little revenge. Perfect. Just saying, any motivation Perfect. we need here. but Perfect. <laughs> that look Tom's giving you. Right? I'm looking for anything, Tom, okay? Don't look at me like that. What's the... <laughs> So is, I mean, is is something involving salt the payoff? Since that's what we talked about yesterday. I feel like salt's a little too, too easy, not harsh enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah. salt. We'll have to, we're gonna have to think of exactly what the payoff I li- is. I like maybe we screw- let maybe we let Crowley decide what since he's a, a neutral party. We can let him. Or we do let that. Ka- or we let Katie decide what the, what the punishment decide. is. We do not let Crowley decide. That's fair. Yeah, when he decides things, yeah, we definitely. I think I honestly think we should do like a big spoonful of Old Bay. Or oh. a big spoonful of maybe like something that's gonna like maybe like a big spoonful of pepper, something in that uh, family. Wait, here we go. If your country loses, it has to be something related to your country. Hmm. So like, uh, I gotta eat an Argentinian hot pepper if they lose. So what I gotta eat? You tea, tea and crumpets? <laughs> no, <laughs> but actually, some, any British like bad general. fish. Like you gotta eat bad fish. You bad. can't brush your teeth for like a week. You gotta eat bad fish. <laughs> and Tom's gotta drink. Uh, Skunk Stella. There we go. I'm really glad I didn't get Colombia in this under those rules <laughs> because <laughs> you love coffee. You know? Hey, yeah, yeah I that's like the best coffee. of Colombia. Yeah, yeah, we're right. talking yeah. the worst. Yeah, if I had to mess with their main export in Colombia, I'd be very, very hyper <laughs> off when, the coffee. Yes. When, when you think Brazilian export, what comes to mind? Besides beautiful women, I think coffee also. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be coffee. Yeah. What about wine? For Brazil, yeah, that's uh, Italy, and Fra- well, sure, that's actually but, more France. I mean, they don't they. just make wine in one place. Yeah, they make it all over. They make it here, Tom. Well, in America. <laughs> what if I told Napa. you? What if I told you that a couple days wine killed a lady in Brazil? Wine killed a lady. What? A Brazilian soccer fan died in a freak accident after their win, celebrating against their win against Serbia. After she tripped and fell and sliced her throat open on her wine glass. No. Not to bring down the mood at all. No. 30 years old. Her friends who were there at the party with her were unable to help her before the EMTs got there. It says, according to police, Miss, it looks like Mayoki is maybe how she pronounces his last name, how she pronounces her last name, had been sitting down on a sofa holding her phone in one hand, glass in the other. As she stood up with the rest of the group to celebrate Brazil's win, lost she lost her balance, fell onto a coffee table trying to stop her, and in process of trying to stop herself, landed on her wine glass, which shattered oh, into pieces, no. penetrating her neck in jugular, ve- jugular vein. Ugh. 30 years old. That, that is like out of one of those, uh, what's that show, Tom? 1,000 Ways to Die. Yes, or, exactly. right out of that show. Or, yeah. Yes, or uh, the movie where the final destination. Yes, when they cheat death, and that's the way death gets them back with some obscure way to kill them. Friends, like I said, friends wrapped towels around her neck, but by the time emergency services arrived at the house, she was already pronounced dead. 
The craziest part of this whole, I mean, you thought that was, you thought that was, I mean, that is, that's insane. Her last Facebook post came a couple weeks ago. And in that post, she shared an article about the risks of texting and driving. You know what the caption she posted, the last thing she ever posted on social media? We never imagined something crazy like this can happen to us, but accidents do happen. I mean, tell me that's not some Final Destination crap. Wow. Whoo! You know, it just makes you think of all the people. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's why, from now on, I'm drinking wine out of a plastic out of a cup. Pl- like, give me a solo cup. cup. Yeah, I could I, I, a beer glass, yeah, too, maybe I guess, a, right? Even a coffee. No, a coffee mug could get sharp if I drop that. No, I'm not even drinking it out of that. Red solo cups for life. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, something plastic. That's just crazy. Red solo cup, the new official utensil. Of the Crowley and show. And if anybody calls me like, hey, look at the white trash sitting there, like, you know, drinking wine out of a cup, I'm going to be like, you know what, dude? Or actually, even better, even better, I'll go always sunny in Philadelphia, wine in a can. Wine in a can. Wine in a can. Yeah. There can, we go. Can can be kind of sharp, though. The metal get a little sharp edges on it. Yeah, but I think it would give. I think you're right, too. It wouldn't be sharp. Uh, I, think I, right. I think you're much safer with the, with the can. Canned wine. It's all meant to be, too. I got Argentina. Today is the anniversary, 1986. We mentioned this yesterday. The famous Maradona scored the, the winning goal of the 86 World Cup with his hand, and it wasn't seen by the referees. And, you know, this was 86 before they had any type of replay or anything. That happened on June 29th. So I'm getting Argentina. It's a sign. We talked about Messi yesterday. Maradona happened today. Argentina, baby. I think they might, uh, they might just take it the whole way. You might have gotten the best draw out of this. When, yeah, well, the only, thing that, the only thing that sucks is they're, also, they're probably the best team of the three, but they're also playing the best team of the right? three. Yeah. So, yeah, hey. Messi's probably going to screw up. <laughs> I mean, he's had a... Come on, he's His had a international week, stage he's had has a, not been He's great. had a weak World Cup so far, too. Yeah. I mean, they got that lucky to get where they are. That goal he scored in the last game was big, but... Yeah, Other but he, than that, he, he's been a little too silent for, yeah. for a player of his caliber. He didn't come sure. through late in the game. I forget who hit it, but Iceland? they hit that volley late in the oh, game. Oh, well, that was it, Rojo scored yeah, for Ro- them, right. who's a Manchester United player. Thank you. Scored with his off foot, too. When we come back, we're going to step aside here. We'll roll into the 5 o'clock hour. The block party continues. If you want to get your requests in, tweet the show, at Wes Euler WVU, or you can call and chime in, 412-922-2874. On the other side... I'm going to plead to my fellow Yinzer brethren why they should start caring, not loving, but just caring a little bit more about basketball and the NBA. That's up next right here on The Crowley Show.